You're listening to Irish Radio Canada at Home and Abroad and I get interesting emails and I got one this week from the Hunt Museum in Limerick where they're going through a fundraising for gardens and Rosemary Noon has come along to tell me about what this is about, a bit about the Hunt Museum and what the goals, the objectives etc are. Rosemary first of all thanks a million for coming along and thanks for sending the email. Well, thanks for having me, Austin. It's very good to talk to you. So, yeah, we're very excited about this recent initiative in the Hunt Museum. The Hunt Museum, for those of your listeners who may not know, is a much-treasured Limerick institution that was founded in 1993, and it um, houses the collection of John and Gertrude Hunt that was bequeathed to the city of Limerick and the people in the region. So um, it is located in the Customs House and um, the lawn of the museum sweeps down to the Shannon. So our initiative at the moment is to develop a hunt museum in the garden and make an open public garden for the residents of Limerick and the region in the heart of the city. So the idea is that we will 3D print artifacts from the collection in recycled ink and they will be installed in the garden. The garden has been newly designed by Nicola Haynes and she will work with members of the community through different groups, the Men's Shed, Limerick Mental Health Association and volunteers from various sectors in the city to build this garden. So in order to do that, we have launched a crowdfunding campaign called uh, Cobble crowdfunding campaign and um, it is run through the website fundit.ie so if you go to fundit.ie you'll be able to see a lot more information and images of the garden and what we're trying to achieve there so part of, of the reason for this garden is to I suppose commemorate the times we're in at the moment and to to honour the people who are working on the front line and um, to be a place that will remember remember this extraordinary time in Irish history and remember our loved ones, I suppose, throughout, throughout this time. So one of the things that we're doing is we have cobbles that will be installed in the garden and we're inviting people to um, engrave a cobble in the name of someone they would like to remember. Um, and maybe a dedication to those um, people. There will be other opportunities as well, such as a garden box or a bench. Um, and there are a range of rewards for people who donate to the initiative. It's, um, it's anywhere from five euros up, you know, is, is just brings us closer to achieving the goal. So, um, so that's it in a nutshell, really. Um, Rosemary, what kind of a budget do you need to achieve in order to bring the thing to fulfilment? Well, to bring it to ultimate fruition will be in excess of €100,000. But this campaign, we are looking for 15000 Okay. So we're over the halfway mark at the moment, which is great. Now, you mentioned 3D uh, scans. Yes. Explain that to me. What what is what are you trying to do? What is going to happen there? What are you doing and what would the okay. product be? So the idea behind it is to really engage and attract people who wouldn't necessarily ordinarily go into a museum. 
And what we want to do is take objects that are in our collection inside the museum, you know, maybe hidden in cases, and to supersize those. So maybe a small axe head or an almacman, an ornament or an artifact from some period of time, and to um, scan that through a process of photogrammetry. And um, I don't know a lot about the technical side of it. I won't pretend to, to be honest. But um, then that would be scanned and 3D printed using recycled ink. And then it would be installed on a really large scale in the garden. And we would hope that it would be durable and the kids would come and play on it and that it would generate curiosity about the objects itself and indeed about the collection inside the museum. So to make it just a very, a very public display of, of what we have to offer in the museum. So when you mentioned that it would encourage kids to come and play on it, naturally then in a garden, one of the attractions of something like that is that it's interactive. Um, you're not having to uh, hold people back, the kids back. You're, they can run free. So from a space perspective and a family yes. perspective, yes. it's to create a space that's very welcoming, obviously. Absolutely. It's very much a place of leisure, and we want people to use it like they would their own public park. And I suppose the, the artefacts give it that... Uh, unique dimension and make it that bit more interesting and um, it serves the purpose of bringing people into the museum but it's primarily an open public space that we want people to come and enjoy and picnic and you know all sorts of activities play ball the other thing we're, we're doing is that we're working with the schools in the region to make a chess set so the chest set will also be um, made from artifacts in the collection. So in that the artifacts will be 3D printed into chess pieces. Okay. And um, so that the kids can come and play that or people of any age can come and play that. But also they're from working with the children throughout the region and all these schools, they'll have developed a sense of ownership in the garden, a sense of pride in it and um, there will be so many people involved in the creation of the garden that we feel a lot of people will will have a stake in it and will really feel that it's, it's, it's of the people of Limerick for the people of Limerick. Rosemary, uh, given the current scenario with COVID-19, it would be remiss for us not to touch on it and the impact it has had on the museum up to mm -hmm. now. And as yeah. Ireland is opening back up and people are being allowed to to visit locations again um, are you reo have you reopened and if not when yes so we are back in the office on Monday getting ready for to open the doors the following Monday on the 29th so we're very fortunate that we've been able to weather the, the lockdown here um, I know other other institutions and other tourist sites haven't been as fortunate. Um, King John's Castle and Bonratti and a number of other places are having to close at least temporarily um, for a while. So, um, but we have been um, we've been fortunate. We've been working non-stop behind the scenes, really. So, I suppose we used it as an opportunity to focus on the digital offering of the museum, and we have had online um, curated tours. 
We've had workshops for children, interactive workshops. We've had all sorts of talks and activities and um, online exhibitions and that kind of thing. So it's really pushed us in that direction, which was part of the vision of the museum. And this has just accelerated that, that aspect of what we wanted to achieve. And this is to, to reach a wider audience and to reach beyond, beyond Limerick and Ireland and out into the world, really. So this I, is, we've actually doubled our footfall to our website and across all our social media platforms. So it's actually had a silver lining, you know. Right. And given that what you're promoting and presenting is a garden, which allows people to maintain social distancing, and um, be able to get out and enjoy things. Um, I can imagine that people are anxious to go places and having new places to go on their agenda is also Absolutely. an attraction. The other thing is that I don't know what it's like in Canada, but people here have gone daft about gardening. You know, everyone suddenly is a keen gardener, and it's what, especially in the month of April, we have such fantastic weather here. So there's a real interest in gardens, as well as people obviously wanting to get out into the outdoors and to be able to see people and interact with their friends that they haven't seen in so long. You know, so there's there's all of that going on. I think the timing for it is is you know, is, is perfect in a way. One of the things our director um, wants to do as well, which is novel, is to have glass houses installed in the garden that you can book um, and be perfectly cocooned. So for vulnerable people, um, that they can they can book a slot in the glass house and they'll have their meals served to them. Because um, we have a fabulous restaurant run by uh, Helen O'Donnell in the, in the museum. So... Um, you could come with a small party or on your own and uh, book your your little greenhouse and have your have your meal there. So that's um, the focus is very much on on getting together in a safe way. You know. Right, right. And uh, personally, over the last ten, twelve weeks, how have you coped? Well, <laughs> well, I. Um, I've been homeschooling my five-year-old, so that was um, that was that was a challenge, you know, and uh, and having Zoom meetings where she's walking in behind me with an umbrella and that kind of thing. There's an awful lot of people with the same um, anxiety about their children missing school, and um, and that, you know, there's that. Um, outside of that, I've kind of developed a rhythm, and um, and there's a lot about it that I really enjoy. So um, I'm looking forward to going into the office and seeing my, my colleagues next week. And, right. um, you know. and none of your family, you've, you've been fortunate that none of your family have been affected by COVID? No, fortunately. I mean, I know there are people within, um, you know, within whom I know and um, uh, relatives of friends of mine who've unfortunately passed away. And... Um, but no, thank God, um, none of my family have been affected. Right. So going back to the museum for a moment, while we talked about the garden and the outdoors, the new environment is going to create demands on you as an organization when it comes to traffic going through the physical building. Um, yeah. And I'm sure you have all those procedures sorted out and in place. Yes, indeed. I mean, there are... Um, there are this protocol in place uh, for the use of the space that's quite uh, strict 
and we're lucky with the design of the building that we have two staircases so we can allow the flow a natural flow through the museum and there be uh, there be um you know arrows on the ground showing people how to walk and or not how to walk or where to walk um and um you know the public will be required to wear masks and um you know museums the most popular museums in the world are often very sparsely populated at the best of times so it is actually an ideal place to go um where you don't feel um overcrowded and um so from that point of view um we don't envisage difficult too much difficulty i think where where things are complicated is exhibition openings and events which we would host a lot of they'll all have to be adopted and social distancing will be in place so it greatly reduces the capacity for the um lectures that we might have and this has a knock on effect for our revenue as mm-hmm. well because we we would have um you know a significant portion of our budget would come from venue hire and events and exhibitions so that that's a concern as well but um yeah i mean i guess you just adapt to survive so that's what we're trying to do and when you mention revenue for somebody who wants to visit the museum what are the admission prices what are the opening hours and what is the website and again go through what the various donation levels are for the couples oh that's a lot of information there so our website is www.huntmuseum.com and all our admission hours and um, admission rates are on there. Rosemary, you mentioned revenue there, so your revenue stream, what are the admission rates? For an adult, it's €7.50. For a group of adults, it will be 5 50 and seniors also 5 50 and children under 16 are free. And as in terms of the couple campaign, um, really it's any amount of money that you want to give or you can spare to give towards the cause is greatly appreciated. So it, it can be anywhere from five euros up. Um, so there are different rewards. There's, um, you can have your name inscribed on a couple by a graphic writer. So it's not a it's not engraved as such. It's painted on the couple, and um, I think that's uh, twelve euros. Um, and then you can have one of those alongside your own plant, and I'm pretty sure that's twenty five euros. For fifty euros, you can have your name engraved on a couple or your message engraved on a couple. And then um, there's a garden box for two hundred and a bench for five hundred. So I mean. Any amount you can enter six euros or or eleven euros or whatever. But there would um, be a limit, for example, on the number of benches that are available. At the moment, no, we haven't curtailed it. It's something we might look at doing because it's actually very popular. Um, but at the limit, at the moment, no, it's not an issue because the garden is is very big and okay. there are a lot of seating built into our design. Excellent. Well, Rosemary, thanks a million for taking the time. It's been great learning about all of this and every success. And I look forward at uh, some stage in the future when we happen to be down in County Limerick uh, visiting the Hunt Museum and being able to enjoy the garden. Yeah, we'd love to see you. And um, thanks very much. Pleasure.